This presentation was from Yox Australia 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Thank you very much, and they weren't plants, so you did a great job <laughs> going with us. It could have gone so wrong. That is a legit conversation that happens in our organisation. I don't know if it sounds familiar to anyone else, but it happens. So, effectively, Michelle, the project manager, we don't really like that term. Someone yesterday said they didn't like that term. We don't love that term either, but it exists. Um, they're playing the role of the quasi-customer. So we're on, a, we're on a mission, Beck and I, and a few others, to kill off the quasi-customer. It's fine if, if they have the validated evidence and they understand the need and, it, and they really have thought about it, but often there's these other constraints that are actually impacting. We find that a lot of the requests we, re requests we get for work are just looking at one person's bit of information. We're not putting the user in the middle and saying, well, how does this bit and that bit and that bit and that bit? And that's why you end up with that animation because all these bits have been done separately and we haven't actually put the person who's trying to use a service in the middle of that equation. So now Beck's going to take us on the journey that we've been on for the past year or so and then I'll come back at the end and talk about our, what we've learnt and how we're going and what's next. Cool. Thanks, Jenny. So how are we changing that way of thinking? We knew what we needed to do. We've done a review of our digital maturity, our website and our customer-centred practices. So we have plenty of evidence. Um, we got involved many stakeholders in the process, including our executive. Um, we could tell the organisation what to do uh, and to be more user-focused, but we really needed to help them. So we had to get our own house in order first. We needed to get the approval to set up a user-centred design framework and build our capability in-house. So we got some expert help. We contracted uh, Studio Thick to work with us uh, to develop a framework and a process to apply that framework to a real problem and to work closely with us day in, day out to build our capability. We worked together to create a user-centred design framework and a set of principles that were fit for BOM. Creating the framework was a collaborative process. We uh, did it together and it gave everyone ownership along the journey. We wanted to emphasise that it's not a linear journey. We must revisit and iterate and evaluate along the way. So a listening phase was really important to us. We also created a set of principles that would guide how we would work. Um, ideas and ways of working we wanted to emphasise to the organisation and to our team. Some things that we'd like to keep in mind are keep experimenting, embracing ambiguity and making things simple. And we talked about it a lot with everyone, um, within our own design team and our digital team, within the operational and administration parts of BOM, with senior management. We got them involved in workshops so they felt like they had a voice. We met one-on-one -on -one with key stakeholders, attended management meetings. We held open studios for anyone that was interested to come along. Uh, open studios gave us a platform to show our work and to get people to walk the walls with us, which was really important. The best way to prove the process is to practice it. So we wanted to practice on something real with real value. So we went looking for a problem to solve and we had plenty to choose from. Our real-world problem. We thought, go big or go home. If we, if we looked at a small problem, we thought it might not resonate enough with the organisation. We didn't want it to be a one-off project, 
that would just fall by the wayside and, and not, instead of being a catalyst for change. Um, we decided to look at the daily weather needs of the general public lifestyle user. We deliberately made this a bit vague. If we said we were making a bomb, new bomb website, we'd be defining what our solution before we'd done any research. So we started with what we already knew. We had some user feedback, although this wasn't in the best shape, it was a bit difficult to work with. We uh, talked to bomb staff because they had some quite specific ideas about what people wanted. We had uh, commissioned previously uh, user research reports, and these were full of insight, but they were a few years old now. So we knew what we didn't know, which was a whole lot. <laughs> so we hit the streets. Getting out in the field and talking to real people was the best way to get what we needed. This kind of research is something new to BOM. We, had, we are in a science organization and numbers matter. We are used to quantifying everything, but we really needed to go in depth and gain a bit deeper understanding. We spoke to 50 people in total, 30 in Victoria over two uh, research expeditions and a further 20 in Queensland. We spoke to re people ranging from 21 to 77 years old, a mixture of metro and regional uh, in their homes and in their towns. We spoke to people that liked bomb services and used them. We spoke to people that didn't like our services as well. We spoke to people with disabilities and uh, different needs to work out what they would require. We created some concepts and then we tested some ideas and we started really lo-fi. We started with a Sharpie and some paper and put those in front of people. We then refined and revised and tested again and again and we're still testing right now. We weren't sure when we started how we would group our users. When you're talking about general public uh, weather for Australia's weather service, the audience could almost be all of Australia. So it's hard to wrap your head around that. But we found some natural groupings with our research data. We had a homebody, an active retiree, a commuting professional, an on-the-go organiser, and an outdoor enthusiast. We discovered a lot about how people uh, are using weather information, when and why, you can learn a lot from 50 people. Some interesting highlights. People are more interested in what's going to happen than what's already happened. This might sound really obvious, but that was a big lesson for some people in Bonn, that yesterday really doesn't matter. <laughs> in Victoria, people are more concerned with temperature because it fluctuates quite a bit, but people in Queensland, they're, they're not really concerned with that as the temperatures are far more steady. It's always sun, sunny in Queensland. Um, however, Queenslanders love a rain radar. It's pretty much the only thing that they use. Uh, sharing what we learned, as well as pictures of the people we talked to, really helped us tell the story uh, back at BOM. Uh, now I hand you back to Jenny and she'll talk about what we've learned and what's next. Thanks, Beck. Is it a bed of roses? What springs to mind when you think of roses? Thorns. <laughs> That's right. Pretty, lots of different types, <laughs> beautiful smells, some of them, and thorns, that's right. <laughs> so you've got to nurture them, you've got to invest in them, and you've got to look after them. So how are we going, really? Well, I reckon we're going good-ish. <laughs> if you think about where we were a year ago, we're going great. Really, you know, we've come a long, long way. If we think about where we need to be, I reckon we're just at the start of our journey. 
The people who've been involved love it. They're, they're really embracing the process. The people who've been less involved have been a bit more sceptical, but bit by bit they're coming along. The executive, as they've seen what we've been doing, have become really supportive and have given us a lot of empowerment and visibility um, throughout the organisation. So that's been really helpful as well. Bureau's 100 and something years old. We're a big, complex organisation. So there's all sorts of processes and ways of doing things that have been around a lot longer than a new service design approach. So we're trying to work out how we can fit this in with what we do or how we actually need to maybe change some of those other processes and adapt some of those other processes. So that, that's a challenge because that goes well beyond what we're doing. But we're working on it. We're, we're getting there. So it's hard, but it's actually really stimulating. It's really fun as well. Most of the time we, we have our moments. But it's, it's great. And we can see the value, and other people are starting to see the value, that we can actually have a great impact on the community you know, from health and safety to just general comfort, we can really, if we get this right, we can really make some, some fundamental changes for, for, for everyone. So what are we learning? We're learning you need patience, a lot of it, and evidence. I think we've heard it a lot the last couple of days that measure, have goals and build evidence, and we're finding that. The more evidence that we can develop, and, and it's been iterative. We started with a few interviews and then we built that up and then we'll build that up some more. Um, and for the science data type of organisation, that's really effective. So that's been really important. It also has been really important to have a clear audience definition. So this general public, if we just design for the general public, we'd try and build everything for everyone and that's not going to actually probably suit anyone, really. So we've really said, well, we're talking about, this is just the first part, and we're talking about lifestyle users. So when people say, oh, but that's not the general public, that's not right, you know, how come, you, how come they don't want the whole historical climate record? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're just dealing with this group of users. Um, and we'll explore other groups of users, but this is what we're doing now. So we don't have to tell them they're wrong. We just have to say, well, be really clear about the definition. And we can also say, and this is what we found out so far, and we're still testing and we keep testing. So if we haven't got it right, we'll find that out through the process. So what are we learning? Well, we need to bring people on the journey. And what we're finding is the more we do that, then we, cre then we naturally create advocates. And having advocates from other parts of the organisation is far more powerful than Beck and I saying, we should be doing this. Can't you see? Can't you see we should be doing it? It's starting to emerge because we've been running all the open studios and because we've been communicating a lot, those advocates are starting to emerge, which is really terrific. The other thing we're learning is that you need to be realistic. It's not realistic to think everyone's going to get on board straight away. It doesn't happen like that. But if we can get a few people on board, then we can get a few more people on board, and then we get the ripple effect start to kick in, and then we can really make some fundamental or some really significant change as well. Be a communication tart. I don't know how else to describe it. Make yourself available, any place, any time, <laughs> anyhow. The more communication you do in the formats that are going to meet the needs of our internal audiences, then the more it's going to help us with what we're trying to do. I'll just leave that one there and move on.
be transparent. I probably don't need to go into this, but just share the process, share the learnings. The open studios that we're running, we, we repeat them, so we do them once a month, and, but we do the same one twice to try and enable people to come if they can't get to the first one, and we video conference them as well. So we're getting about 70 to 80 people along um, from throughout the organisation to each of those open studios. Beck talked about the principles before. I just want to highlight a couple. One is the Team Bomb one on the top right-hand side there. That first sentence, if we showed you the detail, says, we are all accountable for delivering a great customer experience. And that's a really important point. Our area might be leading the process, but we don't generate the forecasts or the warnings or the anything else. So the people that we're working with internally need to feel ownership and accountability for this because we won't succeed unless we're all, we all do that together. And the other one I've highlighted there in the middle bottom is share learnings. And that says we should share whatever we're doing whenever we can with colleagues, with stakeholders and customers and with the world. So a few lofty ambitions there, but we, we mean it. But we need to live them and we need to practice those principles. We also have learnt that it's really helpful if you share success, share the successes and be open about your failures as well. We launched the first bomb, official bomb weather app in October last year. We're pretty happy with how it's going. We've had 1.75 million downloads and a 99% return usage rate, which is great, but it's not perfect. And we got, within the first couple of weeks, 5,000 pieces of feedback through social media and app channels and directly to the feedback. So we... It was hard, but we took all of that feedback and we analysed it and we presented the information, both what was working and what wasn't working. So, A, it was helpful to help us where do we invest, what do we need to work on first and next. So that was really useful, but it was also useful because we built trust and credibility in the process as well. And as you can see, we did a lot of infographics and things like that. So we, weren't, we had big reports, but people don't read them generally. A um, few people might. This kind of way of presenting it has been really, really helpful for sharing it broadly through the organisation. Um, and what have we learnt? It takes time to kill the quasi-customer. It really does. I'm optimistic it can be done, but it does take time. So what's next? We're working hard to embed the approach um, so it becomes the norm. We've still got some, some work to do on that, but that's what we're working on. We're putting steps in place to allow, enable us to do service blueprints because we haven't yet married all the various touch points. You know, we've talked about a new digital service and we've talked about an app and we, you know, we still do mainstream media crosses to TV and radio and it's all servicing the same audience. So how do we actually map that out and, and bring that all together? So that's one of the things on our agenda to do some serious work on going forward. And Ashley, you'll be pleased to know that we're about to test the new digital service that that Beck talked about. We're aiming for a 1,000 people because you would have seen we did Queensland and Victoria. Um, so we didn't go to all the, all the states of Australia, but we're now looking at doing that in, a more, in an online quantitative sense. So do you want to have a peek at what we're working on? Yeah. If you're going to the Blue Mountains tomorrow, this is what you could expect. Actually, no, it's just dummy data, so don't take any notice of it. <laughs> But this is the kind of thing that we've, we've got about, you know, all sorts of different screens. But this is what we're working on. This is what we're about to, we're about to 
launch a, a beta site um, and start to do some online testing. So it's super exciting. From where we were to where we are now is a big difference and it, it will go on from there. So in summary, we're in the early stages of the journey. It's super exciting. Um, we're a fair way before we really integrate our services so they pivot on, on the customer, but it's heading in the right direction. We're also building up our UX practice and we'll be hiring in Melbourne, so we've got a, a talent register that we've just launched at BOM, so if anyone's interested, sign up. Um, and we'd certainly be happy to take questions if there's time. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.